when you're playing, when you're out there on the court, do you feel that emotion too? Or is it more like, I got to focus, I got to punch in, I'm at work? Wherever I'm at emotionally, by the end of it, I'm like, oh, I got to go work out. That guy was working so hard in the movie. I got to go get better. What am I doing just sitting here watching a movie? (laughs) And so, yeah, we we feel the same things. You know, you do put really everything that you have into it to be good. So many other people are putting their whole heart into it that you can't be good if you don't. Hi, I'm Alexi Toliopoulos. And I'm Jen Fricker. And welcome to Lived It, the podcast where we speak to everyday Aussies and Kiwis who didn't just watch a show or movie that everyone's banging on about. They, in fact, lived it. And Jen, before we get too deep in today's show, I'm pretty excited for you right now. You've just booked your first holiday in the last few years. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I've already started mood boarding my outfits. Do you do this? <laughs> I mean, I often think about what I'm going to wear, plan my outfits in advance, what I'm going to pack with me especially. So yeah, I do it, I guess yeah. is the answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. I feel like holidays are a chance to road test a new version of you, you know? Oh, wow. What are you planning to incorporate into your personality this time? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I am booked a trip to Bali for like a few months away, like multiple mm-hmm. months away. Mm-hmm. We're leading into the tropical theme. Okay. Sarongs? Uh, we're going to go sarongs. We're going to go, I think the general mood is like 14-year-old boy on family holiday. Oh, so quick silver rash tops, yes, boxer yes. shorts, yes. satin Tassie devil box shorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bucket hats. Okay, cool. Just that kind of thing. Comfort. We want comfort. Mm-hmm. It's it's normcore in an ironic knowing way, if you want. Yeah. But mostly it's just about comfort and about breeziness. Wow, breeziness. Uh, uh, okay. I don't want to be restricted physically. So I can enjoy my holiday the maximum. To me, that sounds like you're going caftan, not 14-year-old boy. When I was 14-year-old boy, let me tell you this, I never felt more restricted in my life with what I was wearing. Really? Yes. Why? Because it was always, you know. Getting stiffies. Yes, of course. And, you know, my prime <laughs> era for uh, the human body betraying me at certain points in my life. But, you know, the, sure, the shirt said no rules, but all I was doing was yeah. following rules my whole life. No fear, only fears. Mm-hmm. Only fears, only freaking fears. Uh, but that's also like the delight now of being an adult is that you can dress as a teenager and it's like a teen regression I'm doing, you know, and I can relive those years, but now as a confident adult with disposable income. Oh, man, the disposable income is such a thing because I would love to like get some like vintage Mambo dog farting T-shirts. They're... They're expensive. The chokehold those had on my school. Yeah. God, I loved them. I used to only wear Mambo as a kid. Mambo, that was it. I loved it so much. When Mambo Girl started happening, I was like, what the what? This is crazy. (laughs) But, you you know, we are of that age now where all the things that we liked as we were kids has come back around again. And the thing that I loved most as a child was an actor by the name of Adam Sandler. The Sandman himself has completely returned back into our lives. And the movie we're talking about today, Hustle, features something that we always love to discuss when it comes back around every couple of years, which is dramatic Adam Sandler. In Hustle, Adam Sandler plays Stanley Sugarman. He is a talent scout working for a Philadelphia-based basketball team known as the 76ers. They're real. They're real. I know this. They're actually a real team. 
And while he's on the outs from the establishment, he is trying to find new talent to reinvigorate his career, reinvigorate his interest in the field of basketball, but also to make the basketball sport even cooler. Yeah, in his quest across the world, he comes across a young player called Bo Cruz on the streets of Mallorca, Spain. And what I love about this movie is there are so many actual NBA players cameoing. Uh, Bo Cruz is played by Utah Jazz power forward Juancho Anon Gomez. And this is not the first time Adam Sandler has had athletes acting in his movies. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal's in half his filmography, this film included. So... It is an authentic world that Sandler knows so much about. And of course, when he joins up with Bo Cruz, this player from a lower socioeconomic world over in Spain, they are an underdog pairing in the likes that we have not seen since the original Rocky film that are about to take the NBA by storm. So let's have a listen to the trailer and get into it. Taking me to see basketball or bare knuckle boxing. We do everything. <laughs> I'm Stanley Sugarman. I'm a scout for the 76ers. So you're 22 years old. Because you can't be in the draft if you're over 22. Yes, I'm 22 years old. Who's this? It's my son. How old is he? He's 10 years old. Okay. Yeah. You come to Philly? Your whole world's gonna change overnight. I gotta work. My mom and my daughter, they mean everything to me. Salary's $900,000. He will call in sick. I love this game. I live this game. Let's get to work. The draft is in six weeks. If we're going to do this, we got to do it ourselves. No doubt about it. That kid's got it. It's all for you, pal. It's for us. Okay, it's for us. You know, I'm not the biggest NBA fan, but I am, I reckon, one of the biggest sports drama fans. And Hustle was so up my alley. I found, I connected to it so much. I watched it twice in 24 hours. Wow. And I feel like everyone can get something out of this movie. Yeah, I'm right with you, Jen. I love sports dramas. They are so rousing and so emotional. And, you know, in my past, I've talked a lot about how uh, Rocky is a really important movie for me. And I think that there's something in there that is so linked to sports dramas, these kind of underdog tales of people facing against their odds, breaking through them and finding success that links and lends themselves so much to sports dramas that we kind of see the narrative of our own lives in them, regardless of whether we're sports people or not. And I think for a lot of people, especially a lot of men, I would say, they kind of allow themselves to be swept up emotionally by these films and allow themselves to actually feel the vulnerability that these films offer. It's a really, really important genre in my mind out there in the world. Absolutely. And I was kind of thinking this while I was watching the movie, like, it's so emotional me watching, but is it really that emotional in mm. real life? Is it that intense? So I thought I'd bring in an actual professional basketball player today to let us know, like, is this real? And, and what's kind of exaggerated for the silver screen? I think that's such a good point. I'm really excited to get into it because you know, like when we're watching these movies or watching sports, we get wrapped up in the emotions. Is that something that when an actual professional athlete is like on the court, in the field, are they emotional or are they like, oh, I'm at work, so I just have to get the job done and sink some hoops. But we're like out there on the freaking grandstand, like screaming and stuff. So that's what I'm really curious about. 
Yeah. Well, our guest today is an actual American professional basketball player. She graduated from her university as the all-time leading scorer and rebounder in her school's history and was inducted into the Rice Hall of Fame last October. After that, she came to Australia to play with the Sydney Uni Flames, and she just finished up a season in Hungary. Her name's Jessica Custer, and we're so happy to have her. Jess, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm uh, super grateful. One thing I want to ask you to kick things off, when did you get into basketball? When did you know you want to become a player? For a basketball player, I started kind of late. I started when I was 12. And I feel like if you ask most pros, they started when they were like six or seven years old, you know, when they were shooting the basketball like from their (laughs) shoulder because they couldn't get it up to the rim. Oh my gosh. To me, that's when you said late, I was like, oh, probably like 19, maybe (laughs) 12. I can't (laughs) believe it. (laughs) You know, people say ball is life and that is a legitimate saying. Like it's all people (laughs) have known their entire life. So the stakes are so high, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Super. Well, I mean, that leads us perfectly into what we want to talk about today because we are chatting about whether sports movies, specifically this basketball movie, Hustle, kind of reflects the real life of what it's like to be someone trying to make it professionally in basketball. Jess, like you say, you started at 12. Were there ever moments where you were like, this is not going to happen for me? You know, I don't think that I really thought that much about it when I started playing, you know, I didn't really want to play pro. It was just kind of like, oh, you're tall. Why don't you go play basketball? And so a lot of the kids around me were like scholarships and doing all these things afterwards. But I was just kind of like, well, this is fun. And, you know, it's something to do after school. So I I don't think I ever put that much thought into whether I liked it or not, honestly, like until I got to college. And by then it was too late because I had signed for a scholarship. So you have to play. How do you feel about the sports movie genre? Do you like those movies? Do they inspire you or do they just feel like fiction now? I would say that the sports movies are inspiring for me. They're kind of hard to watch sometimes just because they can be a little dramatic, you know, and some of the stuff that they show these people doing uh, to prepare, I'm like, oh gosh, some little kid is going to see that and he's going to run into his backyard and go do that and then not understand why he's getting any better. And I'm like, oh gosh. Uh, but aside from that, I'm like, yeah, you know, they they are inspiring. And as a pro, it can turn into a job, you know, when all they do is everything about your game is just on a sheet of paper, you know, and a lot of time the intangibles are looked over. And so it can kind of lose that fun and like the childlike aspect of it. And so watching the movies can help you just really fall back in love with sport. What's your number one all time favorite sports movie? Oh, gosh. I love Creed. I, I'm not a boxer or anything, but I feel like every time I get up from my show, do something because I just I think it was filmed incredibly and they just captured the essence of like everything that he was going through. So I love Creed. Oh, I'm there with you. Creed's one of my favorite movies in like the last yes. 10 years. I was a Rocky fan growing up and I was like, this is a perfect movie. So I think you'll like Hustle because it feels so much like like Rocky Creed. But then you got freaking Adam Sandler in there. I'm like, <laughs> in the middle. Adam Sandler, okay, this movie's made for me. <laughs> <laughs> when we're like watching sports or sports movies, it's so like powerful to get wrapped up into like the emotion and feel that investment as spectators. But I'm wondering when you're playing, when you're out there on the court, do you feel that emotion too? Or is it more like I got to focus, I got to punch in, I'm at work? 
Yeah, we definitely feel the emotion too. Like, I think even just watching these different sports movies, wherever I'm at emotionally, by the end of it, I'm like, oh, I got to go work out. That guy was working so hard in the movie. I got to go get better. What am I doing just sitting here watching a movie? And so, yeah, we we feel the same things. Um, A lot of the emotion, you know, you do put everything really everything that you have into it to be good. So many other people are putting their whole heart into it that you can't be good if you don't, you know? Uh, And so it absolutely touches on every single emotion. We see so many of like these kind of montages of like getting ready, of training. Is that like how much effort you have to put in all the time or is it even more? Do the movies like limit it? Mm, the training in the movies now they do some really funky things where I'm like first of all it doesn't help with the sport at all and I've never seen that before it is very dramatic but the intensity and the (laughs) amount of training absolutely you know um like the waking up super early and the food and getting yelled at you know and the blood sweat and just the crying stuff uh (laughs) that's real (laughs) yeah when you're in season like what's an average day like look like for you So in season, yeah, we'll usually have a weightlifting session in the morning and then we'll just shoot a little bit after that. Then you kind of go home, you live your life, do whatever you want to do. And then when you come back in the evening, that's when you have a team practice for about an hour and a half to two hours. That's when you work on plays, uh, just running through different defenses and stuff. So I heard that you had a story about kind of jumping teams and having to prove yourself between rivalries. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, so when I was playing in Romania, that's where I was my, my rookie year. Um, I played a team in the Czech Republic and we won. I played well, you know. And so what happened next year? So the team we had played against the Czech Republic offered me. Right. So I was like, yeah, OK, cool. So I went over to the Czech Republic. And while the coach was excited to have me, the girls were not that excited because they assumed that I thought I was better than them and just all of these different things because I had been on this team who had beat them the previous year. So I actually had a couple of teammates pretend like they didn't speak English the entire season. Wow. uh, So that we wouldn't have to interact. Wow. And then uh, I just, towards the end of the season and something big happened on the court, right? There was an injury or something. And I asked a question. I was like, wait, what happened? And they like turned to me and gave me the response in English. And I was like, oh, all right. So y'all did know the entire year, like what I was saying. Yeah, that was pretty unpleasant. (laughs) Did you feel like you had to like prove yourself to them or was it, you know, just more water off a duck's back? Uh, No, I I definitely felt it. I could feel when they would be talking about me in Czech, you know, and even one time I remember hearing my name mentioned in the locker room. And when we walked out, one of the girls was like, oh, Jess, don't worry. Like, we weren't talking about you. We were talking about like something about shoes and we liked your shoes. And I told her, I go, I know you weren't talking about me because if you had been, you wouldn't have said my name. And she goes, oh, yeah, you're right. That's what we do. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, Oh, I hate that you had to go through that. Was there any kind of resolution with these people at the end of the season? Or is it something that you just kind of had to put behind you and move on from? Yeah, it's something you just put behind you and you just don't resign to that team. You know, I was like, all right, that was what it was. I'm moving on. And I definitely want to make sure that I take into consideration my teammates and who they are and kind of um, the reputation that precedes them moving forward, because that wasn't something I really cared about 
uh, up until that year. In the movie Hustle that we're talking about this week on the pod, uh, it really revolves around a young basketball player trying to get drafted into the NBA. It took about a year for this player to get drafted. Do you think that's kind of realistic, that timeline, or are people thinking about this years and years in advance? They know years and years in advance who is going to be in the different drafts, you know, and, and it's getting earlier and earlier. Like there's kids even signing to universities in middle school, you know. What? And so what the heck? A lot of these people who go to the NBA, they already knew coming out of high school. Like Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, who was, I believe he was mm. the number one draft pick in his class. He graduated high school, got injured at Duke, didn't even play his freshman year, then is like a top draft pick, you know. And so wow. that's kind of like how it goes. Most of these kids, they know, they know what's going on coming out of uh, high school. Wow. That's so unreal to me. One thing that I love in these sports films is like these kind of mentor figures. Like in this one in Hustle, it's Adam Sander playing this coach, this scout. Do you have anyone that you look up to or people that inspire you? Yeah, we definitely do. I was actually thinking about that today, just how many different people are involved in creating a basketball player. And I think one of the biggest things about it what makes people successful is like who you have in your corner and the connections that they have. That's a big thing. Obviously politics plays a role in like everything, Mm. but for us who you really want to have mentoring you is somebody who has experience at the level that you're trying to get to and is going to fight for you in that room. You know, when they have the the table of faces and they're trying to decide between which players they're going to keep and who they're going to get rid of, like you want to have somebody in that room. And if that person's your mentor, you are set. In the movie, there's a really great line about how basketball years are like dog years. Do you feel that as a true statement? Do you feel like there's a bit of a timer on what you can achieve? You know, I've never heard that before. I like that saying. That's a good one. Yeah, I feel like you go through so many emotions there's always new people coming in and so it's like this whole rebonding and reproving yourself and who's going to be the leader and all of these different things that happen and then obviously there's a t- turmoil that happens during the season of just like injuries and losses and again just all these highs and lows so uh I, yeah i like that saying a lot and I, I definitely think that uh you know one one season puts some years on you <laughs> well Jessica, thank you so much for taking us behind the scenes and letting us know what it's really like out there. This was so much fun talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You know, a lot of a lot of people don't know about overseas basketball and just what it's appreciative of you guys for having me on here. Well, Jen, I absolutely love Hustle. I think it's going to grip a lot of people. I think a lot of people are going to have an emotional connection to this movie. And for me, part of that emotional connection is that this film is basically Rocky. It's set in Philadelphia like Rocky, but in the place of Burgess Meredith as the coach. We've got freaking Adam Sandler, my hero, in that role. And there was one big Sandlerism in this movie that I've noticed, and I wonder if other people are going to pick up on it, but this kind of rounds out Adam Sandler's work with the Sons of the Godfather. 
He has worked with all of the Corleone boys that are still alive, the sons of Marlon Brando's character in The Godfather. He works with James Kahn, Sonny Corleone in That's My Boy. He works with Al Pacino, Michael Corleone in Jack and Jill. And finally, he's worked with Tom Hagen, the adoptive son of The Godfather himself, Robert Duvall here in this movie. And honestly, that was weirdly emotional for me to see. Because, you know, Godfather means so much to me as well. But seeing Adam Sandler, like, tick that last box and work with the great Robert Duvall, finally in a dramatic performance as well, I thought was beautiful. And Robert Duvall, great freaking actor. I love seeing him in his later years doing stuff like this. But I think it was, like, a powerful moment. And it's just such great performances all around in this film. Of course you would find that connection. That is like you are the that's (laughs) I'm shocked, honestly. Mm. I'm not shocked because of course you could. But I just (laughs) love the the overlap of two of the main kind Mm. of, I would say, like creative influences in your life. (laughs) Yeah, all of them. Rocky's in there, too. They're all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All center on this film for you. And I love that. I didn't have as deep a reading on this film, but I really did love it. As mentioned before, I watched it twice in 24 Mm. hours. I just thought it was really, it was shot beautifully. Yes. Like I I described it to my boyfriend as like an Adam Sandler movie, like old Mm. school Adam Sandler movie shot and directed like it was Uncut Gems. Oh, that's a really good point because, you know, it is Happy Gilmore. It yeah. is a sports drama. Yeah. It is the longest yard, but then it's a shot like it is, you know, naturalistic drama film. Yeah, and it, it even has, like, Sandler, like, humour that I think most of the time he's always played in his career is, like, quite over the top. Like, we so know him as, like, the yelling guy. Yeah. But, like... Doing Sandler jokes, but delivering them really naturalistically. Mm. Also, was thrilled to see Queen Latifah in this movie. Oh, I, I love Queen Latifah. Yeah. She's one of my favorite stars, like since I was a kid, and I just love her in this. I love her and Adam Sandler as a couple. You know, mm. I just, I just loved it. Cast in this movie, outstanding. Well, yeah, and even the fact of using actual NBA players, it didn't feel gimmicky. It felt Right, and yes. and he utilized them in a way that they were they gave great performances, acting performances, and again, me like not really being that familiar with the NBA, finding out that they're some of like the top players in the league mm. was so cool to see them like not be not only be able to like convincingly sell the play scenes, but then also like act. It's great. Yeah, and we got to give mad props to the director, Jeremiah Zager. I think this is a great film. They, this is early on in their career, so hopefully they're only going to go on to bigger and better things. But this is such a great early start. Great screenplay by Will Fetters and Taylor Matrine. Will Fetters also wrote A Star Is Born, starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And this feels very much like, you know, a more masculine sports-driven version of those kind of A Star Is Born films as well. So I think that this one is real cool. Great cast. I also love Will Forster, who plays like the Adam Sandler's antagonist in this. To me, that's a matchup made in heaven for me. Will Forster and Adam Sandler. 
Two underrated kings together at once. Oh my lord, I love Hustle. I'm probably going to watch it again, and I will do the Jen Fricker Challenge. I'm going to watch it twice in 24 hours. Do it. you got to do it. Much like the elite athletes in this movie putting their bodies on the line, we will be putting our eyeballs on the line and watching this <laughs> twice in 24 hours. I mean, everything we've talked about, Jen, is such a testament to why sports films are so emotional, like why we get so wrapped up in them. It's just like captures like this narrative that is so relatable, that underdog idea. But also I think like the careful placement of emotional actors, stars we love, like Adam Sandler, Robert Duvall, Ben Forster, Queen Latifah, amongst the actual authentic people that live in these worlds, like the actual basketball players that play in these leagues it is so in the history and the grand tradition of sports films that I don't know just get this real swept up emotional feeling I think that it just sings all in line with why they're so special and that's the full-time buzzer going off for today's show Hustle is available now on Netflix and thank you to Jessica Custer for playing with us on today's show. And do you have an underdog story you'd love to share? If so, shoot us a DM on Insta at NetflixANZ. And leave us a review on Apple and Spotify and tell us what you think the mascot for our team should be. This podcast was recorded on Gadigal land. And of course, a big thank you to our executive producer, Priya Tarzada, and our producer, Abby Lenton. And finally, thanks for listening. We love you, we cherish you, and have a great time. Goodbye.